0: Welcome to the Ownership Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship. There are so many ways we are being told to think: what's right, what's wrong, what to buy, who to follow, and more than ever, we're seeing how a set formula doesn't always work. I'm passionate about women in all industries seeing themselves as powerful, confident entrepreneurs with no ceiling, and I want it to become contagious. Each episode, you'll be hearing from a business owner or industry thought leader who will be sharing how they think as they lead. We can read all the books, take a course, go to school, but there's something about hearing other people's stories that give us strength and courage. Ownership can be a lonely place. So join me as we listen to other women's stories and find community. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to address something. There is all kinds of things going on in finances for small business. And right now it is the end of 2021 and we are looking at different types of inflation across many markets. And we are also just looking at a lot of people that have kept things the same or been fearful to raise their pricing because people were loyal to them through the pandemic, which is noble, but it's time to make some decisions for your business. And so this is gonna be a glimpse into the work that's done during the Ownership Mindset. And the Ownership Mindset is a course, group support with one-on-one business coaching all rolled into one and the money mindset intensive that we're going to be talking about is one aspect of what happens when you go through the course. I'll give more details at the end of the episode, but for now, let's go ahead and get started. I'm so excited to talk about this today. This podcast has been a long time coming. I've been seeing this theme about money and mindset and roadblocks and pricing for the last few years and even beyond that in my own career um it just is something that's always highlighted for me and won't stop coming up and i love to talk about it i love to talk about money i love to talk about mindset i love to talk about how we can't separate our personal and professional lives and how it's all connected So today, you're going to hear from me and a little bit about the way I view money, what I really feel like an ownership mindset view is, and then you're going to hear a story from one of my dear friends and clients. Her name is Jazz, and we're going to hear about how um, she was able to change her mindset about her pricing and about how she came to approach money as she has... um, Been growing her own small business. So here we are. Let's dig in. If you're a new ish listener, I want to take a minute to explain what the ownership mindset is like what it even means to me. It's a different approach to business. I really believe that if you are seeing stress, if you're just surviving areas of your business, you're avoiding, if you're seeing financial hardship, if you're seeing confusion that this is just a symptom of something bigger going on. For every fruit in your business, negative or positive, there's definitely a root belief that is causing that to happen. And this root, I believe, is established in your mindset. And money is by far the number one conversation that I'm having with clients, in person, on socials. People wanna make more money. But even more than that, People want to be told that they're okay, that they can raise their prices, or that they are worth more. And a common challenge I've seen over and over are people charging too low because what they're doing is easy for them. And I'm not sure about you, but if I'm seeing a provider, so I'm going in to see the doctor or a therapist, a hairdresser, my bookkeeper... Whoever it is, I want their job to be easy for them. I don't want it to be something super difficult. I want them to be excited and at ease and in their genius when they're working with me. I want to see them enjoy their job. There's nothing worse than working with someone that doesn't enjoy what they're doing or seems stressed or burnt out. Because you feel it, you know that it's happening and it's, it's not your fault as a client, right? Or as someone that's getting a service done. It's nice to be around someone that loves what they do. And don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? It doesn't mean that when you're seeing someone that this person hasn't worked hard, they haven't put their time in to get their education, things like that. The general trend I'm getting at, the thing I'm noticing over and over again is that there's so much room for many of you to change the way you think about what you charge. You need to change the way you think about pricing, There are things that you bring to the world through your business that gives people more than you know. It's making your clients money. It's creating time for them. It's making their lives easier. If you're a healthcare provider, I mean, God bless you if you are. Amazing. Thank you for all of your service and work. You're getting people out of pain and you're creating a better life for them. If you're a marketer or a PR company, you're making people look good, probably better (laughs) better than they could ever make themselves look, and you're helping them make more money in the process and introducing them to people they wouldn't even know without you. If you're in finance, you're helping your clients avoid major mistakes, issues with the IRS, keeping them organized, helping them save on taxes, letting them spend their time where it matters, selling or creating what their business actually does. If you're a beauty or wellness provider, you're giving people a sense of well-being and confidence that matters. The way they present themselves to the world every single day is because of you. They feel better when they walk in a room. And here's what happens to us as providers or business owners. Rather than seeing ourselves as the incredible entrepreneurs that we are, we see the negative, the things we don't know, the things that we feel we don't bring to the table, And what happens then, whether you notice it or not, as you build your pricing menu, write out proposals, send invoices, if you have a team as you're setting their prices, these thoughts that we have about ourselves come out. They leak. Those thoughts, those beliefs, the negative things that we've been told to believe about our profession, stuff our family or friends have said, things we believe but don't even want to. It just takes over. We sabotage ourselves and we don't know why we do it. It affects our lives in a huge way and it changes how we live. I'm a firm believer that most of the time, especially around money, it has nothing to do with the money itself and it has everything to do, again, with the way that we think. When you go to write a proposal or send an invoice, if you're disconnected from the value your business brings... If a client happens to say no or question you, you're gonna crumble and agree. Like, they see it, they know I'm not valuable, I'm not worth it. And your body will tell you things, it'll affirm it. You'll feel anxious, you might feel hot and uncomfortable and then you'll try to convince a client to value you out of desperation or you'll make a deal or you'll give a discount. I know some of you are nodding along and have been here because I have too, and so have so many of my friends. What happens when our pricing isn't in alignment with what we are actually offering? We get overwhelmed, stressed, and resent our clients. We resent what they're asking us for because they don't know how hard we're working for them. We go to a place in our heads where we are saying, I work so hard for you. I'm putting in so many hours. You have no idea how much time I'm spending and you're only paying me like blank, like whatever they're paying you. And I've heard so many business owners say this, whether they're a solopreneur or they have a team, like I only charge this. I put in so much for my clients. I work so hard for them. They don't even know. And yeah, there it is. Like we just said it, they don't even know. They don't know how hard you're working or the scope of what you're truly doing. And whose fault is that if they don't understand and if they aren't paying more? I know for some of you, it's hard to describe all of what you're doing. But if you're not uh, positioning yourself as a professional, as an expert in your field, if you don't understand that about yourself and then you aren't charging adequately, that's not your client's fault. It really isn't. And When you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, owning your own business, if they're not paying more, it's because you are refusing to ask for what you need to be paid. You are also not communicating with the client the level of service you're offering. The client does not know what they don't know. There's an exception to this. I mean, there's definitely people that will push boundaries and take advantage of people, And we'll talk about that in another episode sometime. But right now, I want you to focus on you. Like, how much do you charge? And how much do you communicate with your client what your value is? You know, no one else is doing this for you. But what it shouldn't look like is I've seen people... Lately, I think just because of the fallout of the exhaustion of COVID and overwhelm on their businesses, just people taking to their social media and taking to their email and saying things to clients that are their own fault, like I'm overwhelmed and overworked. And if you send me DMs, I'm not going to answer them. And you need to communicate with me this way. And people just getting a little like aggressive and bossy. And I understand that that overwhelm and burnout can feel very real. But if they had the pricing that they should and they had the communication structure established that they could have, they wouldn't get to that point of burnout where they're lashing out at their clients. So that's just a little food for thought here. I'm sure some of you have seen that as well or maybe even done it and are kind of cringing right now. But that's definitely a symptom that something's going on with your pricing and your communication. Another thing that's happening all over our culture, especially for female entrepreneurs, is this toxic positivity and affirmations of be a boss, babe, and charge like you're worth it. Know your worth. And here's the truth. You can't know and just do it. If you don't connect with your own value, if those beliefs in there, your negative beliefs about who you are and what you bring to the table, if those aren't dealt with, then nothing's going to happen. You can boss, babe, and know your worth all day long. But when it really comes down to it, you will self-sabotage. You will not bring in what you want to, and you will run into challenges and wonder how you even got there. Okay, I think I've said enough on my own. I now want you to hear the story of a client and friend of mine. It's powerful what she was able to do in her money intensive, learning about what she really thought about money and the true value of what she brings to every single one of her clients. So I'm really excited to introduce my friend Jazz to you. Jazz, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Who are you? Your life story? In two sentences. (laughs)
1: Um, My name is Jaz Dard. I am a national native and I fancy myself a business consultant. Mm -hmm. And that means a lot of different things. So for me, I really enjoy working with small businesses, primarily female owned or woman owned and helping them set themselves up for success. And that's just a barrage of items. So everything from assisting with operational needs, internal communications, um, marketing needs, so rebranding of their website or their socials, just establishing their voice or kind of crafting their voice. I love doing that. So a lot of people tell me that I take the ideas from their head and make it tangible in a, an operational or a marketing situation. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of
0: what I do. That's awesome. So I met Jazz. We have a mutual friend that introduced us and have known each other for a while, right? And she's actually worked with some of my clients. And so like if I work with them on mindset and structures, she's actually helped people implement and put things into place. But we had never really worked together. Like we've worked where I've like passed clients to you, but we've never worked together. Like you working with me as a client or anything like that or vice versa. So this was kind of a first... Thing So what Jazz and I did recently was she went through my money, like mindset and pricing intensive that I offer. And I asked if she would share her experience with everybody today. And so she had some really cool kind of aha moments. So how it works, if I'm just going to explain it is basically, I send some like pre homework to whoever's doing the intensive with me and they go through it. And then we initially start the meeting and talk through what they believe and how much they believe it. And so um, Jazz sent me all of that. We sat down and we talked through it and she had some pretty cool revelations. But the number one thing that I saw her shift on was the way she saw what she brought to a business. So do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure. Yes. So it was a fun intensive. I think some people might shy away from that, but it was definitely fun. So just a warning. Um, But what I really learned for me and for my business and just my mindset, as you say, was that I shouldn't or I didn't need to look at everything from a deliverable standpoint. And from an hourly standpoint. So whenever I was charging or developing proposals for potential and and current clients, I was thinking of everything as this deliverable costs this much. And this takes me this hour. So I'm charging 50, 60, $80 an hour. And I was able to really expand and realize that I was, Helping the client or helping the company to gain time and financials from what I was able to deliver to them. So it's Mm -hmm. more than just here is a waiver created for you. Like here is a new website. It's hey, here is your new branded voice website. This is going to be your website for X amount of years until they do this again or whatnot, or even for some people forever. And so my art or what I've created lives on. For them, and is a tool for them in perpetuity. And Mm -hmm. so that is much more valuable than just here's a piece of paper, thank you for $10, you know? So, yeah,
0: yeah. Big shift. It was awesome. I mean, to talk about that and really kind of see, like, I was like, could you list out like the amount of time you're saving someone for years and seeing it rather than like, Oh, I just did this work and then I'm going to have to do it again and again and again. Like, I was like, they're paying for something that's going to buy them time and resources and really get them to focus. If they're a provider of some way or a creator or whatever they're doing with their business, like they're going to be able to focus on like doing their craft or growing it and not thinking about all of the ways you've bought them time, which gives them like less stress and more money and all of those things for years years usually is with the work you're doing so I love that
1: thank you for a lot of people you helped me to realize just how important the pieces I was setting into place for certain clients was because operationally I I was taking small businesses which a lot of them try to walk or run before they crawl right and it's Mm -hmm. just kind of you're in survival mode or or you're excited to get your product out or your service out so you don't Set into place everything that's needed originally with your business. And so I've helped people build out processes and SOPs um, that they will use truly forever and standard practices, obviously, that set stronger culture and keep employees longer, like remove turnover. And so I started thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm doing kind of some big legwork for companies that didn't want to do it or didn't end up doing it. And, and in some ways, saving them from, say, like auditing and, and helping HR function. So the, once you set me on the right path of, of that mindset, it just tumbled and spiraled and dominated. And I was like, okay,
0: I'm a believer. I get it. You're right. You know, I <laughs> believe in my work. <laughs> I think one of the other things we talked about was because it was easy for you. Like the approach that you take when you're working with a business, as you were talking about it, and I've had the privilege of like observing you work with a client and it's easy for you. Like, it's just the way that you see. And I think that people almost penalize themselves because they're like, well, it was easy. So like, why would I charge? Like, it, I, it's fun for me and I love it. Like, why would I charge more? And it was fun fun for me for you to be like, oh wait, I can, this can be like enjoyable and I can charge for it. Like, do you feel like that was a part of your shift?
1: Definitely. I would say that it took those kind of godsend moments where a couple different clients or even a couple friends who I was discussing my new consultancy or my new shift in, in what I was doing with my consultancy Mm -hmm. for them to each individually at different times tell me. You have a really great knack for doing A, B, and C. And they were all mentioning the same things, which to me was like you said, it's just the way my brain worked. And I didn't think I had any particularly special talent other than, yeah, I can do what the client needs and I can deliver and make sure it's high quality. But I didn't think that was honestly talented. And so Mm -hmm. once I discovered that everybody needed what... I was serving and that they weren't able to do that themselves. I really was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No, just because it's easier, it comes naturally to me. doesn't mean that I don't get to see it as a talent or see it as worthy of this price. So yeah, that was, I mean, that's huge just in my personal life and in my career. So it crossed over a lot of areas.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting when our, the people that know us reflect what we can do. They're like, you should be doing this. This is how yeah. you were made. This is what you're doing. And the thing I found really interesting as I've worked with people that have gone from a more corporate setting, which you did, you went from corporate yeah. to solopreneur, is there's this like, really, there's a shift that has to take place because they're like, well, like, these were the demands on me there. This was the expectation. These were the goals. And this is the box I had to fit in. Versus like, like there was always something you had to be like chasing versus getting to truly live in the talent space that you thrive in. Did you feel like the shift from corporate to your own solopreneurship was challenging when it came to like thought life, like how you lived and work?
1: It was and it wasn't. It was because I was... An incredibly well-funded medical practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was startup, so I kind of had the best of both worlds, right? And then my salary was incredible. And because I was doing a lot of work and we were well funded. Mm-hmm. But before that, I was in the music industry doing publishing and publicity and, and marketing directing. And so I knew what it was like to not make a lot of money. But once you immediately slide into being paid your worth whenever you go back down and then don't get paid your worth. It it, it was a struggle, but then you just reteach yourself like, Oh, this is just how it is. And I'm not, I don't have a salary anymore. And like, I'm just going to make this money. And yeah, so that, that's where the, it was kind of like a yo-yo effect. I was out of that. And so it was nice to remind myself like, no jazz, you do deserve this money. You do deserve to like live the lifestyle that you want and do the things that you need for your mental health and work-life balance.
0: Mm -hmm. is it easier to price yourself or was it easier to like work in a corporate job where someone just tells you like classifies you and is like this is our salary and this is where you fit in
1: my old self would say it's easier to be classified Mm -hmm. but my refreshed (laughs) intensive self would say that it is much easier to price yourself because it's so easy to just get bog down and let people run your life and let people tell you what you are worth um, Mm -hmm. are not easy, but a lot of people just accept that. And it's not, it's not, I I even look back now and and see my corporate job and realize how much more money I could have been making because I was that incredible an asset to that company and all of their offices. And, you know, it's funny, you know, hindsight's always 2020. So... I much rather yeah. price myself now. <laughs>
0: That's what I know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So let's go back and talk about that. How we did the intensive a little bit. We talked through Jazz's beliefs, where she was. Then we talked about what you wanted to believe instead, and like how that was going to guide you forward. And we only—I mean, we really just hit on like two or three main beliefs. There was like three or four that you really needed to like hone in and shift. Mm-hmm. What was the process of like just rethinking the way you thought about money in general? Because it it wasn't just about work for you. It was pretty holistic. Yes.
1: And that's something that I personally do is I've never been able to clock out. And even in therapy, I've learned that while I really want to be able to clock out of work, I don't. And so how can I make it? comfortable or feasible. And again, keeping that work-life balance, um, without clocking out because I just don't find a function that way. And so this intensive kind of going through that homework and doing everything was, you would think hard, but it was actually pretty easy for me because I said it recently, I was ready for that shift and I, it, was Once it clicked, it clicked. And then, you know, like once you mm-hmm. see the thing in the painting that everybody else sees, like you can't unsee it. And so it wasn't uncomfortable for me, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be uncomfortable for somebody else. But I also, like, I was ready for this and really trust you. And so that I was ready for that shift. So what just once it clicked, I <laughs>
0: yeah I feel like even for people that have known me that have gone through it it's still been it's like it's not easy like there's certain things that we believe Mm -hmm. sometimes that we don't want to look at and our personal life and our financial life our work life really intersect like we talked about I remember too like just what people think about us when we make certain types of income in our like peer group and, um, or our families and like what they could think about our income and like any sort of like maybe judgment or anything we might receive and like how, how to navigate that and like what we really should believe about it. Um, which I thought was really interesting. And then, so we went from all that belief stuff. We talked about what you were believing, what you didn't want to believe anymore and what you were going to believe now. And then from that place, we went through your pricing we made some pretty good shifts. And so when we made those jumps to what you were making, to what you wanted to make, what was going through your head? Were you like, oh, this feels a little uncomfortable. Or were you like, I might have trouble like changing my proposals. Like what was really happening?
1: It was this angel devil moment where I was (laughs) like, oh my gosh, the wool has been pulled from my eyes. And this is amazing. Like I was truly mind blown and so excited to whiteboard out everything and see my potential again and it match what I had been doing previously in corporate, but now I could do it for myself. But then again, like the you know the the angel devil the, the dichotomy of the two, I also was thinking Oh, crud. How am I going to... How am I going to talk to current clients about raising my prices? Mm -hmm. How am I going to convince them without adding on extra work? Because you all know how it is. We think we want to raise our prices or you think you want to be paid more and then you're starting to give people (laughs) more of your time and then it just defeats the purpose. So really not letting old habits kind of pop up in the mix. And so I felt... Really excited and really nervous, but mostly excitement. And like, I, she's saying I can do it. I know I can do it. I just have to do it. So, really, it's just jumping off. That was terrifying. But once I saw it, I was just like, oh my gosh, look what I can do.
0: Yeah. And you can't right. unsee it. Like, we, and we talked oh no, about it's like, burned. <laughs> yeah, it's like burned. So, we, depending on, you know, how I'm doing an intensive, whether it's over Zoom or, with a person in person, like if someone's in Nashville, I'll meet with you. But there's usually some sort of like whiteboard aspect of it where we're mapping out like what you want to make versus what your charging is and like how many clients that is and what it's going to cost you tax wise and all of that stuff. And I think there's something so important about like it does. It burns in your mind because yeah. when we did the math, like so and most people, you're like, I know what I'm making. Like, I kind of know, I know what I want to charge. But if we're dealing with stuff in our beliefs, we don't necessarily notice that it doesn't always hit the goals we have set Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when we mapped out like what you were charging, how many clients you had at the point you were at, like to reach your true goal based on that pricing, I mean, it was going to be a lot for you like you were going to have to bring on like what, like a couple more clients, at least a month. Yes. Yeah. And then work like two or three clients a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then add how much time every month to your, at that, if you were thinking like hours for dollars, you were going to have to add
1: 60 hours or something, 60 to 70 to 80 hours a month.
0: Yeah. More to really like, (laughs) like who has that time? No, and you were already like overwhelmed and burnt out mm-hmm. and just like not ready for it. So, af- so after we priced that out, you left, you had homework to do, some implementation, mm-hmm. and we kind of chatted in between. And then we met again a month later to talk about it and like what was left to do. And so what was it like going through that month afterwards? What did you decide? Like you have your list of implementation. What did you do first?
1: Well my mindset was changed and I continue to feed and foster that new mindset and of course you have moments where you're like, oh can I it's not with future clients for me obviously like I, I can I can tell somebody what I'm worth whenever they're coming in new and fresh and don't know anything otherwise but it was definitely my biggest hurdle was going to be talking to the clients that I currently had to raise their pricing for the next quarter or the next month. And that was very daunting and scary, but I just refused to let all of that A, hard work and that mindset change go to waste. And then also Mm -hmm. to fall back into my old ways or my old habits. So I spent a lot of time crafting in my head what I would say to people. Mm -hmm. And you gave me homework to listen to my money affirmations, like my three or four that I needed. Mm -hmm. And so for some people it might feel silly or for some people it's going to be uncomfortable, but just, it's like anything, you know, when you learn something like learning a new language, like you have to use it, you have to practice it or it'll get away from you. So Mm -hmm. once you leave, like you have to do the work, it's on you, you know, it's not Lauren. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked a lot to people about what I had just done because I was really excited and I wanted to share with others and, you know, just keeping the conversation alive really like, with my husband, with friends, Mm -hmm. so that I wouldn't, you know, keeping accountability essentially. So that's what I did. I still have some homework to do because clients had all my clients had, I haven't met with them or seen them, but Mm -hmm. I'm still on the path. Yeah.
0: Well, and and to righteousness, I am almost fully righteous. (laughs) I think that too, you know, we checked in about a month to month, five weeks after And you had already seen growth. And I think the thing that's Mm -hmm. great about the intensive is that it changes the trajectory of your career is my goal. Number one is, well, number one, my goal is to pay for myself, (laughs) but also (laughs) to change the trajectory of anyone I'm working with, with their career and with their pricing, I really want it to change the way that they see. And so Mm -hmm. anything that comes at you from then on is like, you just don't approach it the same way, mm-hmm. but you had already just been making a few shifts. Obviously you're going to keep moving in that direction. Cause you had already seen so many wins within a couple of weeks.
1: Oh yeah. It was nice. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about the wins that you saw. Like you can give a percentage, you can give a number, but like how much growth were you able to see? I know you had some people even like approach you. Uh, like just give us some details there. <clears throat>
1: So I'm very lucky in, in the way that I receive clients at this point and have for the past two years. And it's rather organically and through word of mouth, which honestly, I prefer because being a marketer, we hate to market ourselves. It's weird. Oh, yeah. Or oh. <laughs> a lot of us do. I don't want to speak for everybody. Um, and so Lauren and I talk a lot about that just front of friend. But I, the thing with Lauren and her intent of like what you do with me and with other people is a, one of my friends when I was talking to her about what you did for me and helping me change my mindset and kind of raise my price. And she was like, Oh yeah, you just like raise your prices. I'm like, no, you don't just raise your prices. It's not as easy as saying like, I was making a dollar. I want to make $2. I want to make two fifty, whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to look at everything. Like you said, like we go through what an average client, what how much time I'm working, how much time I'd like to work, and not putting a dollar on that hourly, but we're looking at a lot of different things, like taxes, mm-hmm. all, all this stuff, and mapping that out, and then you give like a nice like base structure to work from. Well, as I was getting a couple new clients or prospective clients in the past couple of months, say I was making a dollar a month before, like simply. And you and I had discussed that I should make a dollar fifty a client. Mm-hmm. I changed my mind. I was like, okay, like I'm going to try to make a dollar sixty a client. I'm going to add a little bit of a padding. But with these new prospective clients, I actually came in at two dollars and fifty cents a client because mm-hmm. I immediately knew I was like, I don't want to just make the minimum. I want to not greedily, but I want to really look at what I'm delivering and doing and make Mm -hmm. really what's appropriate. And like, you're not able to tell me jazz, everything you do is worth a million dollars. You know, I'm not an expert
0: in every, yeah, I'm not an expert in everyone's field. Right. Yeah. And I think the thing that, you know, it's a money mindset and pricing intensive, but the thing that I want people to walk away with and that, was awesome. I was like selfishly very rewarding for me when we met was that you are priced appropriately. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, like priced well for what you do. You've worked mm-hmm. hard, you have the experience, your pricing is set where it should be right now, but you're a better provider for any client you're working with. You're a better contractor. You're giving better work because you are building in the margin for yourself. You're not overworked and overwhelmed and stressed out, therefore creating better, more valuable works. And I think that's the disconnect a lot of time for people is they're like undercharging and then they're overwhelmed and then their work is shitty because they have to take on so many more clients and then they're all stressed out and rattled. And then exactly. it just creates a cycle where you like resent your clients and then you're like, they don't even know what I give to them. Yeah. Don't.
1: And yeah, you don't. Get, yeah, it gets ugly. I worked at a marketing agency years ago. And for $30,000 a year, I, work, I had 10 clients a month. And what? You know, like 10 clients a month where I'm doing social media management, building out their newsletters, like writing all their copy for the website, updating it, writing two to four blogs a month for each of those people. I mean, times 10. Holy cow. No. No. And so I'm not about to do that in my solopreneurship again. You know? I, no. I want to be dedicated and work with that. I want to be a marketing consultant, not your assistant, you know?
0: So, yeah. Would you say, too, like now that you have seen this mindset shift, this pricing shift, do you feel like you have more to give away to your clients and kind of advise them to work at a higher level?
1: Yeah, I think I had to learn in general to convince myself or to keep myself on my righteous path. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, too. For me, it's kind of like whiteboarding, or um, it's like creating a dream board to remind myself or to keep a reminder. As soon as right before I saw you in that fifth week, fourth or fifth week, you know, for our second follow up, I was like, "Have I like have I done what I needed?" You know, like we kind of gaslight ourselves a little bit, or at least I yeah. do. I don't know. I'm a cancer, and enneagram too. Like, so I sat down and looked at all my clients, like what they've said all my potential clients and I was like, holy shit, I'm doing this and I'm doing it really well. And this person said this and this person said, I just had to like lay it out and look at it and remind myself, like give yourself some grace, give yourself a pat on the back. And so, yeah, I immediately was like, okay.
0: That's awesome. We're in it. Yeah. Well, and one of the things you just said made me think like when we make this shift, it changes the way we appear to people. It changes the way that we come across. It changes the way we talk about our businesses. And so like, not in a like manifesty way, cause I'm, I have, you know, hit or miss thoughts about manifesting, but I'm mm-hmm. like, if you truly change the way you think about yourself, the way you present yourself changes and people trust you and they understand the value that you bring cause you're better at talking about it. You're better mm-hmm. at talking about what you do. You seem more excited about what you do. And so like, if you build it, they will come like, even the clients, like I was awesome to hear from you. Like even the people that just found you or like the way you started working with people after we met, like I was like, and I usually, I'm used to hearing that, right? Like I hear it and I'm like, Oh, that's great. That's what should be happening. But like for you, I was like, Oh, whoa. Oh, wow. She's doing it. It was great. (laughs) Yeah. She's doing it. Like she really went for it. So yeah, it's I just want to thank you for sharing about this. Obviously I'm super excited because I get to see it all play out for you. Um, is there anything else you'd want to share about this before we sign off?
1: I think if you want this or if you want to do this for yourself, people out there listening, what are you waiting for? You know, like the, it is the best thing that I've done for my career to date and I hope that I continue to learn from this process. But just don't l- don't get in your own way. If this is what you're looking for, just go for it. Because I mean, you can be making two dollars and fifty cents like I am.
0: I'm <laughs> so. actually, but you yeah, know. exactly. Not yeah. Place, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing your story today with us. This is truly a happy ending, and is one story, but I've seen it over and over. And once the owner of a business gets clear and connected to what they bring, the clients who need them and are willing to pay for that level of service follow. This is intensive work. It's not easy. Most people feel a little squirmy and overwhelmed as they discover what their beliefs really are and how much it's been costing them. But once they see it, how they've been talking to themselves, what they've lost. They can't unsee it. They can't go back. And the only way is up and onward. So I want you to think about money differently. I hope Jazz's story encouraged you and got you thinking about what you bring to the clients that need you. If you're someone that's struggling with this, your pricing, struggling to connect with what you bring to the world through your business, struggling with burnout, I'd like to invite you to change your work lifestyle. I've had the privilege to see this incredible movement towards a different level of prosperity, a new understanding of the way people connect with their businesses, the way they value themselves and their client work. I love it. This is one of my favorite things to do. And what I talked about today with Jazz is a part of the ownership mindset. As I said in the intro, this is an all-encompassing course with group calls for support and one-on-one coaching all rolled into one. We focus on where you are, where you want to be, and how to get you from here to there in a really practical step-by-step way so that you can go from overworked, overwhelmed, and barely scraping by to in control, rested, and profitable. If that sounds like you, if you're in that overwhelmed, overworked space, There's a link in the show notes that'll take you to my calendar and we'll get clear on those things. What's working, what's not, and what's ahead for you in your business. I cannot wait to meet some of you and hear about your businesses. Helping people connect with their worth and find money is so fun. Again, all the links are in the show notes and I'll see you next time here on the Ownership Mindset.